Hello and welcome to Unfiltered with Emin and Kayla, episode number one. Today's guest is Kayla Medina, mm-hmm. co-founder and co-host <laughs> of Unfiltered with Emin and Kayla. And maybe we can start by giving a little bit of background on why we wanted to start this podcast, what it's going to be about... Um, that sounds good. Start? Yeah. yeah. So I was driving in the car one day and just thought, I am so interested in people and their lives and how they grow up. And Emmett and I are both very interested in finance and savings and all this stuff. And when I get to a podcast or a YouTube episode or something where people are talking really in depth about just them, I don't know this person, but I'm so so fascinated by everything they have to say even if it's seemingly quote-unquote boring and so I was just like oh man wouldn't it be cool to have a podcast where we interview I guess starting with our friends because I think they're some of the coolest people I know and you know we know them so well and I think most other people would be generally curious about how other people live their lives yeah I think in today's day and age it's starting to become more and more apparent that people care about other people's lives even if they're not a celebrity even if they're not some super famous person like right I mean I follow so many people on YouTube and Instagram that have no clue who they are yeah or their life story but I'm fascinated with watching them yeah yeah and in particular we're gonna have a bit of a lean toward finance in this podcast but we also don't want to be restricted to just talking about finance we're going to try to talk about all things interesting and the reason we called it unfiltered is because we simply just want it to be real and honest even if the subject is taboo um we want to get some of those topics out there in the open like money and upbringing and mm-hmm. sadness and beliefs School and, and all everything kind of so, so so let's jump in let's jump in so in this first episode i am going to be interviewing you kayla mm-hmm. so kayla let's start with who you are name age where you grew up my name is kayla lynn medina soon to be kayla medina visconti because i am marrying my co-host in october <laughs> we'll get to um, that <laughs> yeah i am 31 years old and i grew up in a very small town called lakeport and which is in california in northern california a very small idyllic lake town that has about a population of roughly seven thousand people um mm-hmm. within the city limits about five and yeah okay and where do you live now i currently reside in durham north carolina (laughs) big change yep so how did you end up there well my soon-to-be husband a couple years ago decided he wanted to go get his mba and worked his ass off and got into unc keenan fabler business school and so we moved out here in the summer of 2016 for him to start school and he graduated May of 2018 and we really liked the area we liked the affordability we loved every person that we met here and just found a really great community and we're happy so we decided to stay for now for the foreseeable future yes um do you have pets yes I have a dog we have a dog named George he's two and a half he's about 11.3 pounds according to the vet Mm-hmm. And we adopted him in February of this year, 2019. Okay. What are some of your hobbies and favorite activities? What do you like to do in your free time? Um, I love watching TV. I think that's apparent to most people that know me. Um, I also love just being outside, so going for walks or hikes or being able to walk or bike downtown which we live about a 15-20 minute walk to downtown where we are so that is fun for me going out to eat reading um I would say cooking and I do love cooking I've just been on kind of a slump lately where I haven't really found much passion in that lately um and I love all things design okay so you're in Durham you're with me obviously your fiance (laughs) um Let's see. Let's talk a little bit about your childhood and upbringing. Sure. What are your parents like? What was your household like growing up? Um, 
Yeah, give okay. us a quick overview. Sure. So I am a family of four, so it's my parents and my older brother, Kyle, who's two years older than me. Uh, we grew up in the same house that my dad actually grew up as, in as a very small child, and it was about 750 square feet, tiny two-bedroom, one-bath. It was about 110 years old, the house was, and most of the walls were covered in black mold. Um, it was on 10 acres, though, so I think my parents bought it with the idea that they were going to build a large house, which we did when I was 12 years old. Um, grew up... I. Th- I want to say growing up when I was really young, we were pretty poor. Uh, my parents never made us feel that way, but I think if we wanted to be on welfare, we probably could have. And they just did a really good job. They got married really young. My parents have been together since they were 14 years old. Um, so they it's both impressive. Yeah, they both went off to the junior college, and my dad graduated and my mom didn't, and they got married when they were 20 and 21, and then immediately started having my brother and I, I think... The plan was to have a lot more kids, but they were smart enough to realize that they could probably barely afford the two that they had Mm -hmm. and chose not to continue having children. Um, So we grew up in a very small house. We did everything together. We hung out all the time. That said, I don't feel like we were particularly emotionally close. Um, I never felt like an outcast from my family. I do feel like they accepted me really well. And we all loved each other, but like we spent hours and hours and hours together every weekend doing chores or like going on road trips when we did BMX and all this stuff. And I don't feel like I knew, I mean, maybe every kid feels this way, but I don't feel like I knew who my parents were until I was like well into adulthood. Mm-hmm. But again, it could just be because I was a kid. I don't know. The same way with my family. Yeah. Like we're close, we're on good terms, but we don't get super deep with conversations and yeah I feel like now my mom and I do have really good conversations I um I don't know I was I was a pretty happy kid my mom said I had two modes I was either screaming or laughing so I think I was a pretty happy kid um I never really wanted for much and like I said my parents did a really good job not letting us know how little money we had and then my mom got a new job when I was a teenager and we were actually in a higher bracket and that is one reason I think finances are so like fascinating to me now is because I don't think my parents knew how to handle their money when they started actually making money and um you know they did they took a couple mortgages out on a house my dad quit his job and started a business right before the downturn like my mom still has a very good job and I think their debts are paid now but like they still don't own a house again and all of this stuff. And so they think they had to reimagine what their American dream was doing that. So to back up a little bit, oh, sorry, you yeah. said you were in a tiny house with black mold. Yeah. And then what when I was, so when I was 12, we built a house and that was really fun because we actually did it together and it being such a small town, like my dad was in ready mix. So he poured all the concrete with all of his buddies and then one of our very good friends was a contractor, so he did all like the legal stuff that he had to do, whereas like my dad did pretty much everything else. Mm-hmm. We had like obviously a real electrician and plumber, but anywhere that we could do stuff we did, we had a family friend that owned a flooring store, so we got like super cheap carpet and all that kind of stuff, flooring for the house to start out with, and then over the years we eventually got like hardwood and all that kind of stuff, but we built a four-bedroom three bath house with a three car garage did your parents work their way up from the house with black mold or was it just it was on the same property okay so like so i said over we, the years they were yeah, able they to saved like money. Build up. yeah okay i don't know how much that would be really interesting to ask how much they bought that property for back in like 86 or 7 when they bought it so there was the smaller home on the property and then on the same land mm-hmm. they built the big house yeah and then we okay. tore down the small house okay Completely okay. illegally, we burned it in a burn pile. Okay. I don't know if I should say that on a podcast, but... <laughs> Might yeah. be illegal, but it's okay. It was completely <laughs> illegal, but, you know, we didn't have the money to properly So the big house, mm-hmm. you were how old when you moved in there? I, we moved in right before my 12th birthday. Okay. And so I had what my 12th... What was that like? That was amazing. It was the first time I had my own room. I graduated from a bunk bed with my brother to a full-size sleigh bed that had stairs getting up to it Mm -hmm. that my cousin let me have. I got to decorate it myself, and I was obsessed with fairies and, like, angels at the time. So I had bright blue walls, a sponged-on 
clouds. It was like a 12-year-old's dream. My mom found these like wallpaper decals that were of fairies and that that we like put all over the room. Um, it was just my dream. I found some pictures recently that I was like, wow, that's that's a lot going on in there. Uh, but it was cool. We I finally didn't have to share a tiny bathroom with four people. I just had to share it with my brother. My great-grandmother moved in with us, who was at the time kind of my best friend. I used to go to her house every day after school. Okay. So she lived with us for about four years, and then she passed away. She was in her late 80s or early 90s when she passed away. And so we had this big room built for her with a bathroom and stuff. So that was really fun, and that eventually turned into like a guest room and an office for the family. When it wasn't, when we still had one family computer. <laughs> How long did you guys live in this house? Um, I lived in it until I graduated high school. I think my parents lost the house in 2009. So I had been out of the house for about three years. And they had a floor close on it. What, and What led up to, so they go from the black, black mold house, <laughs> build the big awesome house. Mm-hmm. You go from 12 to, like, 18 Mm -hmm. in the big, awesome house. And then things started to turn from there, or what what happened? I don't know. When when the financial downturn happened, my dad had his own business that was a construction-type business. He owned a truck called the Conveying Application Truck. And by financial downturn, you're talking, like, 2007? 2006, yeah, Yeah. 2007, exactly. And so when he first bought the truck, which cost about as much as a house, it was about a $200,000 truck. So we took a second mortgage on the house to buy it. So we were in lots of debt in that sense. But, you know, the American dream, you just keep consuming and you keep building up debt because you can get it you get get credit so you use the credit um and he was doing really well for the first year and then all construction pretty much stopped especially in california i'm sure everywhere else in the country and he was even taking jobs down in los angeles which is about a 12-hour drive from in a a big semi-truck so probably an 18-hour drive down to la and he would even take jobs down there to try to keep afloat um, and my mom kept it a secret, kind of, that she was struggling as bad as she was, and they kept, she kept him afloat for about six or seven months, and then finally had to completely give in and give the yeah. house back to the bank. And so they lived in my uncle's garage studio apartment for about a year, and I... So he, so your dad, at some point after being in this new house decided to strike out on his own mm-hmm. my mom got a new job business. yes my mom got, my a, mom new got job. a new job that so paid things really were well. looking good looking great and then the economy tanked mm-hmm. and everything started to kind of fall apart fall apart mm-hmm. okay okay yeah. so then so you you said there was like a foreclosure mm-hmm. what so what happened from there from your perspective like, um, my parents still didn't sell the truck, which really pissed me off because they... Were you, were you away, I was in out college. of the house at yeah. Okay. yeah, so I was about so 21 yeah, when okay. all this was going on. So I lived in Santa Rosa, which was about an hour and a half away. Gotcha. Um, and they moved into, like I said, my uncle's studio apartment in his garage. And they lived there for a while. My dad still had his truck. He rented out like a warehouse in town to keep it and like still was trying to do business out of that and was picking up weird odd jobs here and there and then finally I think when I was 24 so they did this for years where they're still trying to keep the truck afloat and do all this stuff um they finally sold the truck and they paid off all of their debt which was high I don't know what their situation is now um so you were in college when they were. I was actually living that. in Italy at the time. Living in Italy, yeah. okay. How do you think, growing up and going from, essentially, low income, maybe I think you used the word poor at one point, mm-hmm. to seeing your parents build and expand and seeing it fall apart? Like, how do you think you, how your parents were with money in their careers? impacted you in your life majorly um they set absolutely no example taught me nothing probably because they didn't really know anything um by the way disclaimer tracy and kevin great parents uh, yeah they're the most incredible parents i love them obviously in this podcast we're gonna get into some of the learnings and again we want to we want to talk about some of these taboo topics but we don't want to give the impression that 
No, no fault Anything of my negative parents. Anything yeah. negative or, you know, it's yeah. all just for a learning standpoint. Yeah. And doesn't take away from how great parents they are. Yeah, okay. I fully agree. So, so with that said. With that said, so they, and I think my mom was too scared to ask for help or advice. And she's a very strong-headed woman. Um, her theme song is Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Oh, she has a theme song. Yeah, Little okay. Miss Can't Be Wrong. Um, I'm super freak, if you're wondering. She gave that to wow. me, which is kind of inappropriate. Um, anyway, uh, so... They, my dad felt a lot of shame, I know for a fact, because for many, many, many years after that, he would get emotional, would be embarrassed, would talk about it. My mom kind of bounced back, and I honestly thought that it was going to be the end of their marriage, but they were so much stronger after that, that it... I don't want to say it was a good thing that all of this happened, but... Maybe not a good thing, but sometimes going through adversity can make you stronger and it's either going to rip you apart or pull you closer together. Right. And I think that's what I did for them. Um, So that was really nice. And now they live, I think, below their means. I don't know. My dad was a janitor at elementary school for a long time and loved that job, but didn't like the principals that were there. And so now he drives a, um, he works for you. I think it's like a big, it's like a rental company that does like tractors and like large equipment rentals. Mm -hmm. So he delivers and picks up and he loves driving. He loves driving trucks. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of his happy place because he gets to drive a big truck around all day and thank you thoroughly and gets to like play with large equipment here and there, which is also one of his favorite things to do. Um, so that's what they do now. And yeah. Yeah. So as a kid. Yeah. So what impact did that have on finances for me? So I was terrible with my money. I got a credit card when I was 18 and I think for the first couple of years I was really good. It was like, you know, a 250 or $300 limit. I was really good about like, Ooh, I really want to go to this concert, but I don't get paid until next week. So I'm going to buy it on my credit card and immediately pay it off. And I did that a lot. Like if I wanted to get a plane ticket down somewhere, like I used my credit card, immediately paid it off, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing until my second credit card I got was like a $3,000 limit and I was making no money and didn't know how to do my finances and got in a lot of debt and I completely ruined my credit. My grandma actually dug me out. She called the credit card company herself got it back down to a reasonable thing to pay off. She paid off the credit card. I was supposed to pay her back. And this was when I was about 22. I did not pay her back until I was with you. Mm -hmm. I was about 26 or 27 years old. I didn't know grandma called the credit card company. Oh, she put the smack down on. She's the, she's the person that's the best with their money in my family. That's awesome. Yeah, she's never Shout carried... Shout out to Grandma Shirley. Shout out to Grandma Shirley. She's never carried debt. Her and my grandfather, RIP. Um, yep. And they're just really good with their money. She's on, you know, obviously a fixed income now, but she's yeah. great. I remember so, going over to their house, and part of this was because they lived in a very rural setting, but I think mm-hmm. part of it was also frugality because they, very would, frugal. they would go to the grocery store like once a month or something Depending like that. Depending on the time of year, yeah. And just stock up and... A chest freezer. Probably go out to eat, like, almost never. Unless they were time. traveling, Unless yeah. Unless they were traveling. Yeah. But just, like, the meals they would make, like, they probably lived off of... I mean, their average meal cost was probably so much lower well, than Well, yeah, and on top today. of that, they still had the mentality of, like, my grandpa would hunt and get a couple deer... Right. Or boar or whatever he was hunting for the year. Yeah. And then they had a... When I was younger, especially, they had a massive garden that they would eat out of all the time. So they were kind of OG, completely Republican hippies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did. They lived off the land. They had a generator when they needed it. Like yeah. I think they talked about getting solar for a while. They never did it. Um, I think it was really so, yeah. cool. And they had a really nice cabin mm-hmm. up in Auburn, California, which is kind Roughly, of a yeah. rural kind of like beautiful foresty area not far from Tahoe Mm -hmm. and I don't think they ever made like screaming incomes Mm -mm. right but they were super smart they paid cash for their cars cash Mm -hmm. for their RVs Mm -hmm. always saved Mm -hmm. and over the years were able to build a pretty impressive yeah so I think later on in life I really try to emulate her mm-hmm. but it's just example, yeah, yeah but just like having that three thousand dollar debt to her that took me five years to pay off just shows just how terrible i was with my money and 
I just I was, was yeah, never I, taught. I, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of my childhood, so I guess. tell us a little bit about you with kind of your finances. Like, take us from that Kayla, who <laughs> struggled to pay her grandma back in her early 20s and was, you know, had bad credit, all that. Take us from then until now. Like, yeah. What if, what's changed, you know, and where are you now? <laughs> yeah, so it kind of started with you. I mean, we went on this journey together, really. And the first step was my cousin Leanne discovered who Dave Ramsey was in Financial Peace University. And she was like, you guys have to do this. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. Money's weird. I've been dating this guy for three months. Like, I'm not going to take this financial class. Like, And we started dating when you were 25. Five. 25 or 26. Yeah, 25, 26. And you were 22. I was 22. Yeah, Yeah. so we were both babies. Um, We both had credit cards, whatever. So anyway, she was like, all right, well, I signed you guys up. It's at this random church in your town, so you guys should go. And it was like a pretty expensive class, so we felt that we had to go do it. Yeah, she Um, just threw it out Yeah, she just gave it to us. We're like, all right, and so we did go I remember we were skeptical at first, too. We were super skeptical. We were literally like, I don't want to go. We're not religious. We don't want to go to a church. We don't want to talk about money with each other. Like, And for those of you who don't know, just really quick, Financial Peace University and Dave Ramsey, hopefully you're familiar with them, but if not, he's a kind of a personal finance guru Mm -hmm. slash legend Mm -hmm. and financial peace university is a class that's offered all throughout the nation Mm -hmm. typically at churches and there's a little bit of a religious undertone he says he learned everything from the bible right which is fine he is very religious Mm -hmm. but even if you're not religious you can learn a lot yeah and it's great especially for people who are kind of clueless with money which we were you know credit card debt not debt saving general, yeah like spending beyond their means exactly if which you're in that stage yeah. check out um total money makeover that's dave ramsey's book yep and just google dave ramsey he's a great podcast too we didn't i would say that we didn't really know that I we had, needed help no at and that i had time. no clue who he was we either. had no idea who he was all we knew was it was some weird quasi-religious like, group, yeah. and we did not want to do it. No, but we went, and it was Wednesday nights for, I think, eight weeks. I think we went to six of the classes, and it was the starting point to us completely turning our financial life around. Yeah. And so we had a bunch of really tiny debts. I mean, Emmett, I think at the time, you were making like 60 grand a year yeah, out of college. Yeah, so, which was pretty good for... Yeah, and I think I was not, I was maybe making like 30 at the, maybe less than that. I was working yeah, at, as a combined, we were probably at 90, yeah, somewhere in that range. Yeah, which is a ton of money, especially for that age. Um, and so we we were renting our first apartment. I had just bought a car, and then we started Financial Peace University. That's right. And, yeah, you just financed, I financed a, a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I financed a Fiat that was only $12,000. Which I advised you to do. I yes. was like, yeah, we should totally do that for you. Yeah, because yeah. I think I was like, I should just get a used car that I can pay cash for. And you're like, no, like you need to get something nicer that will like actually last. Because I had this like very old Dodge Durango yeah. that got like 13 miles of the gallon and it literally fell apart underneath me when we were driving to grandma's house one time it took us about six hours to get there because it, it kept breaking down, down. Yeah. yeah anyway so we had ju- I literally just financed a vehicle i think i had just opened a new credit card we were renting our first apartment together um and we started financial peace university and that's where it was like get out of debt credit cards are evil which yes and no um overconsumption is bad like, here are your steps to get out of it. You need to have an emergency fund. Just all these things, like, all this vocabulary that we truly didn't understand or even yeah. know was out there really helped us. So within those, within a couple of months, we had paid off all of our credit card debt, which was not that much. I paid off my grandma in cash, in person. I bawled my eyes out when I did it because I felt so guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a budget for the first time. Mm-hmm. We started That's using right. cash for everything. We, like, really realize like how much we were spending on things like we were going to starbucks pretty much four day mornings a week <laughs> as quote-unquote dates before work 
And we're like, oh, it's only like 10 bucks a day, like whatever, mm-hmm. which, you know, here and there is not that big of a deal. But at the time, like we didn't have, we had debt, like we should not have been doing that. We were spending every penny we earned. Yeah, we didn't save some. anything. Yeah. yeah. So we um, got our emergency fund. We, you know, we were trying to figure it out. And I'm like, well, I just bought this car. Like, I guess we'll try to pay it off as fast as possible, blah, blah, blah. And then we did that for a couple of years, like not really making yeah. any headway, not really saving that well. Like when we had yeah. something coming up, we would, we were really good about hoarding cash and like saving up for a trip. Right. And then we had a very small savings account that when you decided that you wanted to move, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not move, go to get your MBA. Yeah. We're like, well, we need to start saving money. So we like, quote unquote, aggressively started saving, but we were still at that mindset of like, pay for everything, and then whatever's left over, put it in the savings account, right, right. which is not how you're supposed to do it. And so I think over like a year, we maybe saved like $8,000. Like it wasn't that much, but yeah. we didn't have, besides my car, we both had student loan debt. We didn't have any consumer debt in the sense of credit yeah. cards. We went from having a ton of credit card debt, car loan, mm-hmm. and pretty bad financial habits. Yeah. To cleaning up, cleaning our, up our debt, we eventually got rid of your car. Yeah, we had somewhat of a emergency fund. Yeah, we still, yeah. So, yeah. so we 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 oof. took like that first step. Yeah, but we still had a long ways. And to we go. felt really good about ourselves. And then when we moved out here, um, and it was not working, and it was kind of on me to figure out everything. And I was working part time at Whole Foods, so we were on a very 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 tight budget. But because we budgeted we were able to kind of squeak by until I got a full-time gig. And then even all throughout business school, we had a very tight budget, cash only. Like, we had to save a lot to go visit our family, like the one time we did. But we did a really good job. And then there was one summer that I worked in real estate for a while, and we met this client. We were both at the house, which like never came with me. And the guy said something about buying a property for passive income. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, like, do you subscribe to Dave Ramsey thinking we are so smart and so cool? Yeah. And he's like, no, have you heard of Mr. Money Mustache? And That's we're like, right. what the fuck is this? Like, who is this Mr. Money Mustache? And he's like, you really need to look this guy up. And we're like, oh, does he have like a YouTube channel or a podcast? He's like, no, he has a blog. And we're like, what? <laughs> what an old man. So anyway, we looked him up. The next weekend, we had gone on a very small trip to a, a town next to this, and we listened to the Tim Ferriss podcast interviewing Mr. Money Mustache. And that, I remember sitting, it was like 150 million degrees outside. Yep. We were drinking a beer next to a creek outside of a yurt, which is the weirdest thing to say, on a pig farm. And We can, we we can were, talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> but we were sitting there listening to this two-hour interview, and I just remember feeling like numb. I was yeah. so excited about what this man was saying about retiring early financial independence like you know saving it just like hoarding your cash like kind of living a more minimalistic lifestyle so that you can enjoy the things that you truly enjoy like getting rid of just consumerism and oh my god i just i just remember like the numb tingling feeling i had like listening to it still to this day just like holy shit like this will actually change our lives and so since then it did take some time because we were on such a tiny income but over that year because because it was just me working yeah because i was in school yeah Yeah. and so over that year of him finishing up business school we were able to save i think 16 17 thousand dollars just from something i think we were saving 35% of my paycheck. Yeah, that sounds about right. And it's like, I had a small paycheck, so it's like, we had to pay for food and gas and, you know, school supplies and that kind of stuff. And we we were socially active because, you know, if you're in business school, you don't want to be a total hermit. Yeah. And so we, you know, we still did stuff. We still had entertainment cash and stuff, but we went on this path and like now... It's very much so we save our money first, whatever's left over, then we figure it out. Obviously, we cover what Dave says is like the essentials, like if, you know, food in our bellies and a roof over our head and water to clean ourselves. Like mm-hmm. those are the three things that he's really um, yeah, serious about and to be able to, we live well below our means. Honestly, we probably could have a smaller apartment. Our apartment's like 900 something square feet. We could, we could easily live in a studio if we wanted to, but where we live the studio options were significantly more expensive than the place that we are now and so i think 
we are doing a lot better financially than we were and we have a lot more saved up now yeah yeah definitely so that's so we discovered let's quick recap we discovered dave ramsey 2000 what 15 16 we started dating 2014 so it's 2014 2014 which sort of took us a step up from where we were. And then in and 2017, then we, we discovered 2017. Mr. Money Mustache. And it wasn't really in 2000 until, like, mid-2018 that we, like, opened our Vanguard account. And, like, yeah. it started aggressively saving even more because Emmett started working. So we now had two incomes and we're making a lot more money. Right. And so we took that very seriously. And we lived with a friend for about seven months so that we could save money on rent and really pad our savings account as much as we could until we found... Because we thought we were going to buy a house... Um, and then we decided that renting was a better option for us, but, um, okay. yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that and kind of finances when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. How do we handle them? And maybe we can kind of compare that to things that we've our heard. friends yeah. or family sure. or, you know, what do so, we do? So, since pretty much day one, we have shared our finances. And Emmett was really kind when we first started dating and sharing rent was... My income was about, I don't know, he made 60, I probably made, say, 30, so about half of what he made. So when we split things, we split it according to how much we made instead of, like, our rent's 1000 so each of us pay 500 like, yeah. which would put me in a really terrible situation that I couldn't do anything else with my money. So we've always been really open about that, and I think, I think that the Financial Peace Independence financial peace university really helped with that yeah and so since then we have really been super open with our finances we don't like i think we both like kind of snuck things here and there for the first couple years like eating out or buying gifts or like spending money when we probably shouldn't have but it was like we had separate bank accounts when we moved here we pretty much switched everything to my bank account and my savings account for the most part because it's where the income was coming in. And then right before we went on our trip to Europe, or right when we got back maybe... Because we'd gotten engaged. We'd gotten engaged, so we combined our bank accounts just to make everything easier because we were already sharing everything anyway, and it was just kind of a pain in the ass to have two separate bank accounts. Yeah. So we have one bank account, one savings account, one Vanguard account and his, is it a Roth IRA? 401k. 401k. So mm-hmm. we have, those are the four-ish accounts we have. Yep. Um, and we've just always been completely transparent, total team players. Yeah. Um, that said, we've kind of risen together financially, so yeah. it makes sense for us. I know we have friends that like, one, which we will interview soon, one is a dentist and has always been on her own and makes a lot of money, and her boyfriend makes good money too but they he's always been kind of on his own financially as well so for them I think even if they were to get married they would keep things separate even though they live together and they share pretty much everything right they pay each other back for stuff um and that kind of thing which I don't think you and I have ever done that when we had separate bank accounts sometimes you would like then if I was like out with my friends you would like Venmo me 20 bucks for a drink or something (laughs) to be cute like that here and there but other than that like what do you think we disagree on with finances today? Is there anything that we don't see eye to eye or that is a cause of contention at well, times? I think I like to go out and eat more than... I think you like to go out and eat too, but financially you're better about saying, no, let's stay in. Because like, we do a really good job buying groceries. We always have food to cook. Um, probably... Probably that, I would yeah, assume. I would but it was not like we're so far apart, and it's never usually a fight. Right. Because you'll just be like, look at our bank account. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, okay. Because we, you know, we shave off the top, put it in our savings, and whatever's in there is left. And so, like, right now we yeah. have $45 in our bank account because yeah. we spent too much money. And so it's like we yeah. have that until Wednesday. But we're right. going to buy groceries with it, and we're going to make it work until Wednesday. And it's not that we don't have money. It's just we're choosing not to... Pull into our savings. Pull into our... And we might end up, who knows, but... Towards right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that gets me really <laughs> upset <laughs> if we... Because, like Kayla mentioned, we start saving off the top now, so... For the past couple of years, paycheck will come in. We'll save our percentage off the top, which is 
combined somewhere around 40 or 50 well, it was yeah yeah and we'll, get, we'll talk about that in a minute yeah and one thing that gets me really upset is if over the course of the weeks or months we have to then Pull take that back out yeah. of savings because something and sometimes things come up like, like our car breaks you right know, or, or like george like, needs to go to the vet that's different like, but if it's whatever. just the normal day-to-day spending i really don't like that <laughs> like we spent too much money going out that week or whatever yeah. so let's talk about career mm-hmm. what do you do for a living what have you been doing for the past couple of years yeah what are you doing now so between 2016 and up to last week i was a staging i staged for a real estate person um i guess you can call it a, it's a small group so i did that for about almost three years two and a half ish years homes, staging yeah. homes staging homes in real estate and helping design um if they needed work on them. So that was my job. It was a small group. It started out with just three of us, went down to two, went up to three, and then it was five right before I left. Um, and on the side, for the past year, I had been doing my own interior design work. Um, Shout out, Curly Willow. Curly Willow Design Studio. Woo woo. <laughs> um, but last week, um, we ended that relationship with my job, I guess you could say. So now I'm fully self-employed. Um, so before that, we were taking my entire paycheck and putting it into our Vanguard account. Mm-hmm. And over the since November, we have already gotten. I think we were at twenty four thousand dollars. Yep, right around twenty four thousand. So that's pretty great. And then we're trying to get to twenty five, and then we're gonna stop putting money into it because we have to pay for a wedding in October. Um, and student loan debt. And next we have year. a lot of student. Loan. Well, that's yeah. a question down the line. But um, now that I um, am not making a consistent income, because right now I'm finishing up my certification in interior design and then we'll be trying to hustle very hard to get more clients and figure out my finance like my model of how I'm going to charge people because before it was like whenever a client came along I just kind of took it and try to get it done as quickly as possible because I didn't really have time I was working 40 plus hours a week during the business or busy season I was working sometimes 50 hours a week um sometimes weekends so it's like I didn't really have time yeah um, to really dedicate to that and like go see clients and see their houses and everything like that. So moving forward, we're just going to try to save as much as I can from each in each transaction. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So you're transitioning from full-time employment with, with a W2 kind of side hustle yeah. to making that side hustle your full-time main full-time yeah. income. Yes. <laughs> talk about how you feel about that um i'm nervous but also not nervous so we have set up our finances that we live off of emmett's paycheck in the sense of it pays for our rent and our food and our entertainment and our car insurance and all of that stuff plus some savings and we were just saving my paycheck so in the sense of we're not going to struggle to pay for our everyday life but the idea of not putting three plus thousand dollars a month into savings is really nerve-wracking. Um, Which is what you were kind what, of What we were doing, your, yeah, yeah, roughly, between, yeah. you know, twenty five and 3000 a month. Yeah. Um, so that, that's scary to me because I want to contribute, and I feel like I'm not contributing to our life. And we have some very aggressive saving goals, and we have very large student debt to pay off and mm-hmm. a wedding to pay for in October, so... Right. Um, we just have to maybe rejig a little bit, maybe add a year to our timeline because of this hiccup. But other than that, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to be able to do something on my own. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is great discussion about finances. I also want to talk a little bit about personal life, non-finances. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you mentioned earlier that you really like to watch TV. <laughs> yeah. What are some of your preferred shows? Do you watch YouTube? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you've been interested in lately? So I have had an obsession with van life recently in the past probably six months. And I watch a, a couple of YouTubers that I'm a big fan of that do van life. I watch Tiny Life, Tiny House Tours a lot on YouTube. So yes, I watch a lot of YouTube. Um... I love like watching like room makeovers to get ideas from that. HGTV, obviously. Um, love all of that. I like any show that I can binge and I can actually pay attention to. So I recently just finished four seasons of Lucifer, which I loved. Um, 
I'm kind of into a little bit of everything, so yeah. to say I have, like, a show... I guess reality TV is, like, the only thing I don't really watch besides HGTV. I guess what I'm getting at with this question oh. is the van life slash tiny house movement, yeah. which we've been really into lately. Yeah. I want to talk about our future mm. goals, mm-hmm. because... Well, we differ a little bit. Right. So they're slightly abnormal perhaps perhaps um, depending on who's listening to this yeah so should we so, get into that a little yeah, bit yeah so my my goal would be for us to make some sort of income that we could live but travel in a van mm-hmm. like it seems awesome you might hear some fireworks in the background this is july 4th <laughs> they're starting to pop off a little bit sorry if you hear that in the audio yeah um I think that it would be really cool. I love to travel. I like driving around. I can live in a very small space and feel very comfortable. Um, I don't mind going days and days without showering or, like, having a proper toilet. Whereas Emmett is on, like, he just wants to live in a small house. So he wants to build a really cool small, like, I'll say tiny home, but, like, just, like, a small house is really what we want. It doesn't need to be technically, like, on wheels and, like, on a trailer, but... Um, and then have like a van to maybe travel in here and there. But like, I want to start out maybe spending a year or two traveling as much as we can in the continental U S and Canada and Mexico and Central America. So, um, I think that would be ideal and then build the small house to put some roots down and then still travel, um, off of income. But we have a lot of things to accomplish before we can do that, like paying off our, $190,000 $190,000 student loan debt. Yes, yes. Because we have, I guess, just since you mentioned that, we should elaborate. So we yeah. have your undergrad. Which is about 21? 20-ish. 20-ish. My undergrad. 30-ish. About 30-ish. And then my MBA, which was the big the big boy. 150-ish. <laughs> yeah, so in total, we have like just that. under $200,000 yes. of student loan debt that we are looking to pay off. We talked to an advisor, actually, for student loans that we got from a podcast. Which podcast were you listening to? I think it was the Bigger Pockets Money Which is a great podcast. Plug to that. Um, And it was just this guy that is, like, kind of has made himself a student loan repayment expert. And so it's really cool. He has a questionnaire. It's, like, 400 bucks. might be more now. I think they raised prices right after we used them because they got really big. Um, And... He asks about your goals, your income, how much you have in debt, like what you've done so far, and then we have like a 30-minute conversation, and he kind of gives you a plan, and so we decided to not pay on Emmett's for about a year and a half and do the repayment, so like because he was graduating, look, he didn't work for a year, and then it'll look like he only worked for half a year, and then it'll be a full year after three, on the third year, and so... Which allows us to have... To just save money. Basically, we can save... There's an interest subsidy that's offered. And right. It allows us to not make payments on a loan for mm-hmm. one to two years right. without, without really increasing our principal amount by that right. much. Right, right. Um, and since we didn't have a huge amount in our savings, our war chest, so to yeah. speak, we wanted to take this year or so to and we had the wedding, yeah. And we had the wedding to pay for, so it's like we were really stressed out about having this huge student loan payment Plus trying to save for a wedding. Plus we thought we were going to buy a house, which I'm really glad we decided not to. And then, um, anyway, so we need to pay off all that. And we have like a five-year plan where we think we can achieve that and get it done. And like, we'll see. I think we can do it. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I need to start making money, but. (laughs) So we, yeah. So we've gotten, I would say, a really good handle on our saving habits mm-hmm. we have built up a pretty substantial amount in our savings accounts and that continues to grow we do obviously have a large student loan burden mm-hmm. that we need to start really hacking away at but where do you see our finances in five years like you were saying if if when we pay off all of our student loan debt i can see us maybe still traditionally working for maybe another year ish until we can get up enough money that we can kind of say fuck it and stop working and do something like maybe live in a van or like live somewhere where it's like maybe a new city or 
mm-hmm. travel for a year or something. We listened to this really fascinating episode of Bigger Pockets Money um, of this couple that just like travels the world full time and it costs them not, it's like $20,000 a year. Like, and they're, they are still making income. So it's like, I don't know. I just think that that would be fascinating and that would be something I'm very interested in. I think we've chosen to live a life that we probably won't have kids so that we can do that because that to us sounds more important than having children. That may change. I don't know. We kind of purposely got a small dog so that we can travel with that dog. Um, So we've kind of made little adjustments in our life and choices that open up a lot in the future. I can see us living in a van. I can see us building our tiny house. I can see us traveling. I eventually do want to get back to California in some capacity. That is something that I would love to do, maybe have a home base there. I don't know what that looks like, but I don't know. I'm not set on one goal, but all of them are toward like a simpler life of not working a traditional job and living off of savings, mm-hmm. which doesn't take that much. Okay. Okay. So a question that we wrote down that we really wanted to ask every guest is are you happy? I am. I am happy. I think like every human, I have days that I don't feel as great. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a very anxious person or a very easily stressed out person. I don't know if that is because my parents never showed that emotion to me, so I didn't feel it or put pressure on me as a kid, so I never felt it. But in general, I would say I'm a very happy person and our life right now is pretty incredible like a little bit scary with this job change but I'm really excited to finish my certificate and start figuring out what my what my life and my work is going to be yeah and we have this incredible network of friends we live walking distance to multiple of our friends houses that we're very close to we eat well we exercise we have this incredible dog we have this adorable apartment that we live in we literally, it's actually a duplex, and we actually have some of our best friends that live on the other side of the wall of the duplex. So it's yep. like, Josh we, and yeah, we hopefully we'll get them on the podcast. Yeah. I just think we have a really great life, and like, yeah, I still get frustrated when you like won't let me go get potting soil because when we have $45 in our banking account, like whatever. <laughs> or like, I've been talking about wanting to buy a Monstera plant for like three months now, and it hasn't happened, or like getting just like curtains in our bedroom. I don't know, just stuff like that. Like maybe I get frustrated and like, well, why can't I just go get it? But it's because in the bigger picture, yeah, we have so many other things that we care about, and that's why those things aren't getting done. Yeah, and that in turn makes me happy because it's like, well, I'm not stressing about the fact that our guest bedroom doesn't have very nice bedding, <laughs> because I'm living my life and I'm happy and like. I think our relationship is the strongest it's ever been since we've moved here. Agreed. We've grown a lot. We've been together for almost six years. Yep. And we're getting married, which is really fucking exciting. And wedding planning is not that stressful. Yeah. I don't know who's told you it is, but I think it's not. We have a really great network of people helping us with that. We're having one of our best friends marry us. Like, life is really good right now. And once, especially, I get this whole work thing figured out and I start making income there, I can't imagine how happy I'll feel after that. And honestly, having the stress of having to please a boss every day has... I've been sleeping a lot better. I guess I was a little stressed with that because I've been sleeping hard. Nice. I don't know if you've noticed. I've napped almost every day. I think George has noticed. <laughs> yeah. George is Our dog. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I agree. Yes, I think I'm happy. I think we're in a really good spot for all those reasons. Aside from the work thing, mm-hmm. what, what would you say is your biggest struggle or hardship in life right now? <laughs> Not being able to see my family as often as I want, I guess. Okay. That does, yeah, that does do make on, me sad. We, we live on the opposite end of the country. From yeah. Our family, which is at times tough. Yeah, so that, that, it's like pretty much awesome. It. Like, I work, I mean, I, like every girl, like, want to lose more weight, but I exercise multiple times a week. I eat generally healthy. So, my, as a 31 year old woman, I feel pretty great. Although earlier today I was complaining that my knees hurt. So <laughs> <laughs> your knees hurt. Yeah. yeah. We've done a lot of running this week. So, um, 
Okay. But awesome. Yeah, I don't think I have. I'm sure you could tell me that I have stuff I complain about, but I don't really have anything in mind. I want to go to the movies more. I guess that's one thing that I want. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Is there anything that you would want our listeners to know that we haven't talked about already? I don't think we've talked about the one thing that I wanted to talk about in this podcast was how much money do we make and how much money do is our net worth. Oh, okay. Which is something that I think is important. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. What's our... I was making 50 yeah. a year and now I don't know. Question mark, question mark. Question mark, question mark, question mark. For the future. <laughs> Um, could be my, zero, could, could be, be 150, right. could be a million. Could be 12 million, we'll see how <laughs> it goes. Um, my fiancé, my partner, makes $100,000 a year, plus bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a net worth of about 90, right? So we have Negative a... Negative 90. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> if, yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, you're right. So yeah. we have... Twenty-four plus thousand dollars in our Vanguard account. We mm-hmm. have about thirty thousand in our regular savings account. Mm-hmm. We have about thirty-seven in, in my four hundred one k. But then we also have one hundred ninety thousand dollars of student loan debt. So yeah. we are aggressively saving so that we can then aggr- be able to pay off the things that we need to pay for and save and whatever, so that when we are ready to pay off our student loan debt, if an emergency were to happen, like one of us loses a job or something, we are safe. We have like a six month plus runway. Right. And that's why we're aggressively saving. Right. Right now. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, You're so welcome. This was our very first inaugural episode. I think it went really well. How do you feel how it went? I think it did good. Yeah. Um Hopefully people are actually interested. <laughs> if you have listened and you would like to make some uh, suggestions or have any questions, please feel free to leave them in our comment box. Yeah, and obviously as we're trying to grow, reviews really, really help that. Yeah, so even if they're negative, like we'll take it. Smash the uh, smash the review button. There's, and there, let us no, know this you isn't YouTube. There's Apple Podcast reviews. But you don't smash the button. You have to like type it there's some button that gets smashed (laughs) he watches too much youtube people all right right. thank Thank you you so much everyone this has been what is our podcast unfiltered with emmett and kayla